0: Hey, this is Adam Hoke, and I'm really grateful you are joining us today for the Doorways Leadership and Influence podcast. This is the place where topics and issues relevant to leadership, influence, and the kingdom of God are discussed and help us to learn and grow together. Are you ready? Let's get started. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Rick Shields, your host and director of the Doorways Leadership and Influence Network. Thank you for investing your time with us on this episode. Two friends join me on this podcast, Courtney Jones and Marisha Walker, our elementary school principals in the Berry Hill Public Schools in West Tulsa. Marisha begins her 28th year in education this fall and her second year as a principal. She's been married for 28 years to Jeff Walker, the amazing youth pastor at Carbondale Assembly of God. Jeff and Marisha have two adult children and will soon add a daughter-in-law into their family. And Courtney is starting her fourth year as an elementary school principal and her 12th year in education. She started her career as a sixth grade math teacher. She's been married for 11 years to Alex Jones, the award-winning band director at Berry Hill Public Schools. For 18 years, they've had what? Like the number one band. State championship. a uh, state championship. in. You know, it's Mark- amazing. They have two beautiful girls we're glad to have you both. You know, the school district at Berry Hill is like a hidden jewel in West Tulsa. How many students are in the district?
1: We have around 1,200 students. That's pre-K through 12th grade.
0: So what is it about Berry Hill School District that makes it so desirable for parents to send their kids to Berry Hill?
1: Well,
2: I feel like Berry Hill, the real golden gem to it is that it's a tight-knit community in this fast-paced world where so much has changed and we've a lot of things changed for the better we've kind of been able to capture this place where we believe we have core values and family is important and in our community we've created a family our community is just a strong supporter of the school and so when you have support that just allows you to be successful and we have parents that truly believe in what we do. And so with that support, we're able to help their students learn and grow.
0: Let me direct this question to Marisha. 28 years in education, over 20 years in the classroom, followed by some time as a school counselor and now principal for the past two years. When did you first realize that God was preparing you for a leadership role?
1: I felt God that was preparing me for a leadership role early in my life. I was called to be leader not only in my church but my family and so god birthed in me a role that i could lead those to have a better relationship with him i never knew where that career path would lead me when i had that first calling on my heart but i'm thrilled that the path that i've gone down has been the role of education I was a leader and I feel like I'm a leader in my family. I'm the baby of the family. And I feel like the baby is always the leader of the family. We also had a business, our family business. And so I helped run that business. So I became early in life. I started those personal connections and realizing how important relationships were and always realizing someone's watching you. So just making sure that I'm always pointing those people to Christ.
0: Courtney, here's a question for you. The premise of the Doorways Leadership and Influence Network is that influence is an expression of healthy leadership and leadership is best measured by its influence. So assuming you agree with that premise, how do you see the premise at work in your career?
2: Yeah, so everything we do is to influence the next generation and we are in a place that we're afforded to talk with students, be with students, help students grow, find what they have a passion for in life and run with it. And we get to do that with with learning and skills and education. And so I feel like everything we do is about influence. And so our measure is our students and not maybe in a day-to-day always because we're helping them grow and it's a process, but just the successes that we have in our student body of people that have graduated. I know Alex doesn't love like a lot of attention, but he is a product of Berry Hill schools and he has turned around and been able to give back. And we have very successful students that are produced out of Berry Hill. And so they're not just a product, but they again are, are a part of our family and we get to celebrate with them as they continue to grow and then turn around and influence the world in a bigger way.
0: Is there a high rate of college admissions from Barry Hill graduates?
2: Mm-hmm. And then I we have a you. we have a whole nother group of students that do tech and they jump right into the workforce or do some type of training and then they're off on their path too and so that's what I like about Berry Hill is we don't just go for one track and that may have been a thing of the past even we kind of were it just had to be college it had to be college but we're so supportive of our students and whatever their dreams are we're ready to help them find that niche and that can be in any direction.
0: Marisha, so you're an elementary school principal. Is leadership really important in terms of being an elementary school principal?
1: That's when I would like to use the word mentoring. I am mentoring those that are around me. We always say there's always room for growth and we never stop growing. I'm 51 years old and I'm still continuing to grow and still finding ways that I can do something better. And so I like to use the word mentoring. I'm not only mentoring my staff, but I'm mentoring parents and parenting skills. I'm mentoring my students in the expectations that I set before them. So I like to use the word mentoring. There was something I promised myself when I stepped into this role is that I would never forget what it was like in the classroom. So I want to come alongside that person and never use my power as authority, but use use it as mentoring relationships, because if you have a relationship built with someone and that trust, they're going to do anything for you and get right beside you in it. And they're going to, they're, you're moving in a successful direction and everyone wins when it's that way. The parents, the students, the staff, and it just continues to grow. The way that she leads though, like I can tell that she
2: would never have to say those words that she had promised herself that because that's just who she is. She, she's one of the best examples I know of relationship building. She cares about people. And so in to, to be a leader or a mentor in this place, a school, really anywhere, you got to care about people because people are, people are the, they're the ones that help us get the job done. And so you can't do that without the relationship part of it. And she is the epitome of connection and, and care and compassion. And that's something that I gained from her just working alongside of her.
0: Courtney, do you see yourself as a leader?
2: Some days. <laughs>
0: Did you always Uh, see yourself that way or is it something that developed over the process of time?
2: With the technical term of leader, I probably wouldn't have said that as when I was younger. I did always feel a calling on my life from the Lord just to be different, just to follow him by no means in a perfect way, but growing up, I was involved in athletics. And so I got to be a leader in that role. I was never the best. I was never the the star athlete, but I was consistent and I was loyal and I cheered others on and he used me in that role. And I mean, I... I just tried to live my life in a different way and not just do it because everybody else was doing it, but do it because it was what God was calling me to do. And so sometimes leader in my life, leader hasn't always been, I'm at the top, but just, I'm just working alongside of you, maybe even middle of the row. And I'm still, I just want to live my life in a way that points to God.
0: Marisha, as the wife of a youth pastor, I've always seen you as a leader. Whenever we work together, you've had no problem getting and keeping kids on task. For some people, it can be like herding cats, but you seem to have a natural talent in that area. Why is it or or what is it that causes that?
1: Well, I'm going to go back to relationships. You have to build relationships. And I'm going to say I learned that from a good guy (laughs) that I met 28 years ago. He always says, you got to put a little change in your pocket and then you can spend it. So that—that yeah. that is what I have learned from him is that it doesn't matter how good I can lead this building. I have to have relationships and I have to have trust. When you've built that relationship and trust, they're going to do anything you ask them to do. I don't come at it as this is what you're going to do, but I come at it as a loving, this is the mom maybe they don't have at home, or this is the grandma maybe they don't have. So You're I,
0: 51. I, come on. You're not the grandma. Be the mom.
1: <laughs> so so I step into those roles sometimes, but it, it just all goes back to relationships. You have to build relationships. And that's really something that Courtney and I are working hard on this year to just really hit home with our staff is that until we we have to have a relationship with those students in those first couple of weeks. That's what that's all I want you doing, because we all the rest of it is going to fall into place. But we have to have a relationship, and once you have that relationship, that student knows truly how much you care, and they're going to come to you with everything and open up to you. And they're going to be the ones that's ready to take the trash out or sharpen the pencils or okay, I'm going to do this problem even though the math is not my favorite subject. It is Miss Jones' favorite subject.
2: Fine, that's um, right.
1: <laughs> so that that's the most important thing is that just those relationships and trust.
2: Just to piggyback off of that, I also think, I I hope it goes without saying, but authentic too, like you can't fake caring about people because they are going to see right through you. So I just think that's so important to just make sure that you're truly caring about them. It's not about what, okay, I'm going to care about you for a second and then I'm going to get, now I need you to do what I need you to do. We care about people and I I don't know how you could do this job and not just truly care about people because they are the heart of all we do.
1: Yeah, you have to make those connections. If you don't make connections, then it's going to be really hard to lead.
0: I'd like to talk about helping others grow into their leadership roles in just a minute. First, let me take a moment to remind our listeners that feedback really is important to us. If you have a suggestion for a guest or for a topic, please let me know. You can drop me an email at info at doorways.cc, and we'll see how to incorporate that into our podcast schedule. I really do appreciate both your feedback and your input. You're listening to the Doorways Leadership and Influence Network Podcast. My name is Rick Shields, and I'm glad to have Courtney Jones and Marisha Walker with us today on this episode as we talk about leading children. So do you have systems in place to help others grow in their leadership skills? Have you had input in developing those people or are they just passed off to someone else?
2: Yeah, we're constantly looking for listening and and asking for input because something that we see as important they might give us feedback otherwise and we don't ever want to waste anyone's time. Um, if you spend too much time around these walls that we sit in all the time and, and work in, you're going to hear someone say, gosh, I just need a little bit of time to do that. We we always want to be mindful of anything that we uh, present to them and then always supporting them and providing them with opportunities to grow, whether it be with a new way to teach something or a activity to do, or just time to, to talk with their team, to find resources and to help students grow. We're, we're always looking for ways to
0: support them. I'd like to hear briefly from both of you on this question. Can you tell me what has been your best success in life and whose influence helped to bring it about? Let's start with you, Marisha.
1: Well, I'm going to say my best success in life is I have two amazing young men. They have grown up in a pastor's home and a teacher's home, which sometimes is not the easiest to grow up in. But they have loved the Lord. And I watched my mom, my dad, my nanny, my papa mentor me. And then now I'm that same mentorship has carried over to my boys. And I actually have one of them that's in education. Yay. So he's pouring back right here at Berry Hill where other teachers and coaches mentored him and poured into him.
0: So That's pretty he's cool. Back. You know, I never stopped and thought about the fact that your boys had to behave at church because dad was the youth pastor and they go to school and they have to behave at school because mom is on the teaching staff. They never caught a break.
1: No, it's, it's not an easy home to grow up in. So
0: <laughs> it would be tough. Courtney, how about you?
1: Oh, I see. And I, this is where I struggle because I,
2: I hold myself to this high standard. So I'm like looking for success and I'm like, where is that success? <laughs> what does that look like in my life? Um, it looks like a Jay and Josie is what it looks like. That's was. what I, that's, that's where I was leaning <laughs> Yeah, I would, I would have to agree with Marisha and I also have two fantastic children and they uh, somehow the Lord blessed us and they are this amazing blend of their father and myself and they somehow sucked out the best qualities in both of us. And so I'm just, I'm grateful for actually the things that they teach me on a daily basis. In particular, my oldest, she has, hmm, little tears there. She has a really uh, in tune spirit to the Lord. And I didn't teach her that. I mean, I, I, I hope that I've impacted her in some way, but honestly, she teaches me more about listening to Jesus and and just kind of leaving things at his feet. She's just a beautiful model of that. And then Josie, she's, she's my product of joy. She just brings joy everywhere she goes. And so those are, those are great Uh, my two great successes, I believe. And then my life has just been impacted by this, this heritage that I have been so greatly blessed with too, that I didn't pick, but that the Lord just gave to me and has blessed me with. And that starts with grandparents that love Jesus and have shown me that their whole lives. I have had a very long relationship with them. I have all four of my grandparents still living. And so I'm approaching 35 years with fantastic grandparents and they're as much as parent, you know, a parent parental role as they are a grandparent role and they've supported me so much in my whole life and then two great parents that are products of them that have done the same thing nothing but support and pointing to Jesus and just love and then uh, I'm hoping that I'm I'm doing the same for my girls so and and Alex so that's me
0: how has your faith brought you strength or helped you in your role as an educator through the years,
1: man, I wouldn't know what I would do without my faith, and this is where all God's been with me through it all. And sometimes this job is not a ooh that a girl. There's a lot of times I'm in the valley, but I know that He hasn't left me, and that we'll eventually make it back up to the mountaintop. And that's where it's so good to rely on your teammate that I have with with Miss Jones to be right there beside me, because we walk it together. This past year was really a trying year. We had a lot of tragedy that happened in in our school, and that just doesn't even, you know, those things happen outside of the world, too, and we just had so much, but God was so faithful and just really brought us closer together, and Berry Hill is a very tight-knit community, but it doesn't matter how tight you are, when you are shaken, you still have to stand strong and have that faith and read and pray to, to get through that. A worship song's not going to do it, but you have to stand strong on the word and just with your fellow, you know, Christians that you have that come alongside of you. That's why it's so important. That's why I never want to take this role in, of authority I don't have authority, but I'm going to be there with you, and we're going to walk through it together. But yeah, I could I could make it. And this this past summer has been trying, trying to fill positions, and it's it's been trying. But God has been faithful. We don't have a we don't have enough time tonight to go through all of the stories of how He brought people, and that we prayed, and He brought those people to Berry Hill. It just couldn't have happened any other way. It was only through God. So my faith continues to be strong. And man, I wouldn't want to do this job with without him. Every morning I start my morning off. Lord, you know, you I just pray for favor because you know already what I'm going to face. But I know that you've gone before me and you're going to be there beside me.
2: Yeah, I, right now, I mean, faith to me is everything. And uh, it, I'll echo what she said. I couldn't do this job without it because I get in the way and I'm the people pleaser and I want everybody to be happy. But he asks me to, to just surrender to him. And there's, there's just a song that has been playing over and over in my car that just says, I'm relearning surrender. And it doesn't matter how old I am, just like, please don't let this fire grow cold because I just wanna to surrender to you every day. He's taught me, I feel like this year, the theme has been keep pressing into me, trust me and continue to ha- find those moments to be refilled because this job is I, and, and there's a lot of jobs out there like this. We could probably name a list, but when, it, when you're in a position where people are needing something from you throughout your day, you've got to find ways to refill yourself. And we can't do that with the approval of people. And that's an area that I feel like he's working on my heart. It's about getting refilled in the right way and in a holy way. And that way you can continue to do the job that he's called you to do and to do it to, you know, in the way that he wants you to do it.
0: Ladies, this has been fabulous. I want to ask a favor. When you come across a topic that you think could be beneficial for others to hear about, would you please let me know and say, hey, Rick, let's do another podcast. We're ready. I'd like to hear that. This has been really a pleasure. Thanks so much.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: I hope you enjoyed our podcast, and I hope that you'll join us on future episodes. Please follow us or subscribe so you can be notified when new podcasts are released. Until next time, this is Rick Shields, and on behalf of the Doorways Leadership and Influence Network, this is my prayer for you. May you have rest when you need it, strength when you want it, and joy when you least expect it. Until next time, may the Lord bless you as you follow after Him. Thanks for listening.